Welcome back to J. Tom Lawler Rink here on the campus of Merrimack College in North End over Mass. The score after two, 13th ranked UMass Lowell two and Merrimack nothing. I'm Mike Mackin alongside John Leahy. Happy New Year, everyone. Second intermission tonight is brought to you by Merrimack Graduate Studies. At Merrimack, you can earn your master's degree in as little as one year. Choose from graduate programs in business, education, engineering, health sciences, criminology, and so much more. Visit merrimack.edu backslash graduate today for all the details. Mike McMahon joins us from the Mac Report. College Hockey News, NeutralZone.net, and also the Eagle Tribune. And, uh, Mike, first two periods of play. Well, you know, coming off of the series against Minnesota Duluth, where it seemed like good scoring chances were few and far between, Merrimack maybe, you know, pleasantly surprised that they came out and, and, and have generated some good chances in the first two periods of this game, but they don't have anything to show for it yet. Yeah, I would say the last 30 minutes for sure. The first 10 minutes, it felt like Lowell had carried the bulk of the play in the first period. But, yeah, since that middle of the second period, uh, middle of the first period mark on, they have. They've been able to generate chances, and they've been doing it without some key guys. So uh, the, one thing, the one thing that I've really noticed tonight that I feel like is standing out a lot is uh, just stick skills. You, you know what I mean? You can just tell that, that UMass Lowell maybe has some more skilled guys, whether it's passes not connecting, guys having the puck fall off their stick. Like There's uh, there's times where you see a team like UMass Lowell, or especially Duluth last week, where they come in with a two-on-one or, or they, just, they don't lose possession of the puck. Uh, and Merrimack's had some instances tonight where they've gotten the puck deep, they've gotten the puck in the zone, but then little stick mistakes all of a sudden the puck's going the other way. So it, it feels like it's little things like that that are leading to that not generating scoring chances. That's really been a theme now for the last couple of years. You know, it's also kind of funny, I think, how you look at a game, you know, there's a game of hockey, college hockey, you know, and, and, and it's it's such a fine line, right, because we could easily be talking about a 2 nothing lead going the other way. I think Troy Coburn would probably like both of those goals back that Lowell scored in the second period, and then there's certainly more than enough chances uh, in that first period, and also in the second period, you got the shorthanded chance for Merrimack, the, the two-on-one, uh, you had uh, Tavernier hit the, hit the post, actually, uh, on a shot from the corner back there in the earlier in the second period. More than enough chances, I guess. Yes, and uh, and I thought in the first period they actually do doing a good job on the transition in particular, maybe catching Lowell a little bit by surprise and getting some pucks through center ice, uh, you know, finding some lanes, and so maybe those stick skills you talked about, maybe it wasn't quite as as much of a difference in that first period, but maybe it swung more Lowell's way in the second. Yeah, it just it's something you see you can kind of see like the difference, especially with the Duluth. Like Duluth was so crisp with the puck, where they could kind of zip the puck around the zone and everything was so smooth, and they wouldn't lose possession on, on multiple passes and. There's been times with Merrimack. I didn't really notice it as much against Duluth. I noticed it a little bit, probably more so in the beginning part of the second period, uh, where they'd get the puck in the offensive zone and, and a guy would try to make a move and lose the puck, or he'd go to send it and it would bounce off somebody's stick or hop over somebody's stick, or uh, you know the pass would be too far out in front and somebody couldn't corral it. Little things like that where they're they're ending up they're, they're giving possession away on, on plays like that instead of uh, a team like Duluth. You know, it's hard to compare them to Duluth, two-time national champion, but uh, you know that seems to be one of the differences tonight too. Is like Lowell, once they've gotten the puck, I think, in the zone, they've been able to hold it and, and do a good job of not giving the puck away as much. Uh, Merrimack may have you know, forced some turnovers, but there really wasn't like bad giveaways. Where I think Merrimack has had some, op- had some times tonight where uh, they've given the puck away as opposed to having Lowell force a turnover. And when you don't have a Brett Sini out there, just to name one of the, the names from the past, you know, it, it kind of magnifies everything, right? I mean, not having scoring hurts, you know. If you have a couple of guys maybe that are, are producing some goals, maybe you've had a power play tonight, you've had four chances. But maybe if you had a goal on the power play, maybe if you had another one at even strength, it's a 2-2 two, two, two game, then you feel a little bit different about how things are going right now. It's just the situation that they're in where you've got, you know, I mean, you got three guys who would have been among your leading scorers. 
scorers, and I guess four if you want to add Forsmark, right? Who's not eligible this year, but you got Irvine who's hurt, and out of the lineup you got Kramer and Seifert who are both, you know, would have been up there as well uh, in scoring. Would have been two additional two of your top forwards uh, out for the rest of the season. Um, you know, that the combination of that, I think, with the fact that the the uh, freshman class, you, you, Lowell's got some guys that are scoring goals as freshmen uh, as freshmen. Merrimack, the strength seems to be on the defense. Uh, we were just talking about it off the air. Um, I mean, is it is it realistic? Is it is it accurate to say? I guess that you know, when, when you look at things, maybe the strength uh, uh, for Merrimack's recruiting this year maybe was more on the defensive side with the five freshmen that they brought in and that are playing. You know, and then uh, and some guys, including some guys we want to talk about that are just playing a, in a game next door in the prep tournament. Some forwards uh, who will be coming in. It should help on on the front end of things. Yeah, I think so. You know, the forwards that they brought in this year, I don't know, uh, with the exception of maybe Forsmark, Mark, and I think Welsher could play a role uh, as a top six forward down the line. I think, I think a lot of what they saw the forwards that they brought in this year as being guys uh, that would be you know, that, that good third line, which you need. And I'm not talking about like a defensive third line. I'm talking about a third line that can score points. Uh, when we saw, you know, Merrimack's best teams of the 2010s had a third line that can score points. So I think guys like Welsher and Walsh, you know, those guys can kind of fit into the, that type of role. They can kind of slide in and be those, that third line type player that you can put them out there and kill penalties, but they can also maybe when they're juniors and seniors get you 25 points, 20 points. And by the way, look where they are right now because of all the injuries and everything. Yeah. You know, they're playing first and second line. Absolutely, yeah. And, and that's kind of what you're stuck with, right? I mean, Tyler Height started the year as a defenseman. He started his career in college as a defenseman. He's playing forward on what you could argue is the first line. I know they're mixing some, some things around tonight, but playing with Greesock and Logan Drevich, you could argue he's playing left wing on the first line. He started his college career as a, as a defenseman. So, yeah, I think the, 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 the core of this year's recruiting class was definitely uh, defense with, with Carlisle and Ewans in particular being really the two standouts. Uh, and then you can, you know, you can add Patrick Hallway in there too, even though it was a transfer. Uh, and then next year, uh, they, they do bring in more forwards next year. I think it's because of the number of defensemen they bring in this year. They really didn't have a lot of room back there anyway. Uh, but Mark Hillier and, and Andrew, uh, excuse me, Alex Jeffries uh, should be two guys that, that help. They're both taking a big jump. Not a lot of guys can make a jump for, or make the jump from prep school right to college hockey. Usually there's a year of juniors here in between. But I think, I think from Merrimack's perspective, it's smart because if you, if you send them to the USHL for a year, you're on the risk of, of maybe not having them, maybe not getting them. So uh, you bring them in when, when they're 18, you know, when you want to bring them in. And, and there might be a little bit more of a learning curve there because they're on the younger side. But ultimately, I think when, when they get a little older and as this team gets a little older, those, those two guys in particular uh, are, are going to be going to be different players. Did you have a chance to watch them next door in that prep tournament? I know they played, and I'm not, not sure who else played, but who did you see and how did they look? Uh, I saw Gunnery and St. Andrews today, and they played against each other. So Hillier and Devin O'Brien are both on St. Andrews. Uh, Jeff Reese is with Gunnery. Uh, they all kind of played a different game. Hillier was, was more up and down the ice as a 200-foot player. He played kind of in all situations. He looked really good. Uh, Jeffries is awesome with the puck. Uh, didn't take as many shots, uh, but can pass the puck like crazy. It was kind of something we, we heard this a lot when Stephon Nacosta was here, but, but that Magic Johnson effect where he gets guys the puck who don't know the puck's coming, that was happening a lot with Jeffries. He was he was playing a lot of the perimeter on the power play on the half wall, and he is finding ways to get pucks through where guys just don't even know the puck's coming. So uh, he was he was a difference maker for sure. And then O'Brien was uh, played a little more of a defensive role for St. Andrews. I don't know if that's been something that's been consistent all year. He's got, I think he's got 20-something points. He had 
uh, a lot of goals last year. So I think he's got some offensive skill. But uh, he was he was a guy that was kind of the F one on the forecheck on the on the penalty kill and stuff like that. So three different players that I think will help in different ways. Hillier and Jeffries. I, I don't know if it'll be right away their freshman year because again it's a big going prep school to Division one NCAA is a huge jump. Uh, but at some point, you know, the latter half of their freshman year into their sophomore years, I think you're going to see them be really big offensive contributors. I, I think you can look back at the end of next year. It'll be interesting to see, you know, how their freshman years points wise compare to like a Chase Greesaw because Greesaw came in as a 19 turning 20 year old player out of the USHL. Jeffries and Hillier are both going to be coming in as 18 year old players out of prep. Uh, you know, they're almost kind of a year, year and a half behind where Greesaw was from a development standpoint. So it'll be interesting to see how their freshman years kind of line up. All right, Mike, thanks a lot. Certainly appreciate uh, your knowledge and uh, having been able to see those games next door. Uh, great to see, uh, your, your, great to hear your perspective as well. Appreciate it, folks. Check out his work at themacreport.com, uh, Eagle Tribune, uh, also College Hockey News, and, the, and NeutralZone.net. Thanks a lot, Mike. We'll talk to you again soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Mike. All right, score here at the end of two is UMass Lowell 2, Merrimack nothing. We'll be back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.